1: Hey friends, just before we get started today on this gorgeous uh, Wednesday, is it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday afternoon. I want to remind you our texting number has changed here at 630Chad. Only one number needed now to get in touch with us, and that's 780-496-0063. No longer 630-630 for texting. 780-496-0063 if you want to text or call us. That is the number to do it. What a day in Washington today as the public phase of the impeachment inquiry into U.S. President Trump is underway. Until today's, session of the, uh, until today's session of the House Intelligence Committee witnesses have appeared behind closed doors. A parade of career public servants have been testifying what they know about allegations that President Trump held back military aid to Ukraine in exchange for investigating rival Joe Biden's family. Global News Washington Bureau producer Reggie Cicchini has been following today's developments. He joins us now. Hey, Reggie, uh, give us an idea of what it's been like for you to to watch this in Washington. Uh, it's been uh, fascinating to sit back and watch it from here.
0: It has been, and uh, it's one, kind of one for the history books, one for those record books, and uh, it, w- it was nice to be able to kind of put uh, some faces to <laughs> the pages that we've been reading, hundreds and hundreds of pages that we've been reading, uh, but also interesting to see each side's take on uh, on the exact same subject and just how they're kind of focusing in on what they're actually listening to.
1: So we had, uh, two, um, people on the stand today. The first two witnesses, what did we learn?
0: Well, we actually learned some new information and we were given some corroborating information to what was released earlier, uh, in the last couple of weeks. But, uh, we had the, uh, the current acting ambassador to Ukraine, Bill Taylor, who did most of the answering of the questions today. Uh, and he actually gave us some new information about a phone call that one of his staffers was privy to, uh, that apparently was between Donald Trump and the current uh, EU ambassador, Gordon Sondland. And it took place the day after President Trump's phone call with Ukraine's leader. Uh, and what this staffer says is that the president still seemed very convinced uh, that the investigations needed to go forward. And that was all he cared about, according to the staffer, was this investigation. So it's just something more uh, for Democrats to latch onto. And it's another thing for Republicans to simply decry as hearsay.
1: One of the things I found interesting listening to him was when he was questioned about his note-taking and how he put put quotations around uh, certain words and he was talking about uh, those detailed notes that he took about what he saw as a regular policy in Ukraine uh, said that they may be provided to Congress sooner or later obviously we're still waiting for some more information to come forward
0: absolutely and look note-taking is a big part of how uh, government works in any country but especially what's been happening over the last couple of years you have to remember i think back to Jim Comey when he was fired all those contemporaneous notes he took with President Trump uh, most people who are in big situations like this will take the information down. The problem is they become uh, kind of uh, property of the department you're working for. So now the State Department is holding on to these notes that uh, the ambassador took and they may not release them despite the fact that they will provide key information. Uh, This is kind of a fight that's going to happen now between Democrats uh, Republicans and the State Department which will ultimately uh, kind of be directed on what to do by the President who kind of has his hands over all the departments.
1: Reggie, one of the things that uh, we heard today of course from uh, Bill Taylor was that um, that he was told that military aid to Ukraine and the White House and a White House visit for the new leader were contingent on a public announcement of investigations when we talk about you know you, you look at the military aid that's you know the one thing the White House visit and I think maybe some people might not get why a White House visit would be so important can you explain that
0: well yeah so so the way that it works is you know the, the White House visits are coordinated through a number of different agencies and eventually when they do happen, uh, from exactly what we heard from Ambassador Sondland today, it's kind of a, a, an uplifting on the world stage, especially mm. if you're a new leader. You get a chance to meet, you know, the world's most powerful person in the Oval Office. It kind of shines a new light on you, and it allows for the two countries to kind of discuss mutual interests with each other and work out where there might be any kind of rift. This was a big moment that the Ukrainian president was looking forward to, uh, given how important the U.S. is to uh, Ukrainian security and safety, especially from any kind of Russian aggression. So this was something that the Ukrainian president was looking forward to, uh, the, the the issues that Ambassador Sondland was describing, uh, was mm. kind of the effort and actions that were being taken out to get this meeting to happen.
1: House lawyers for the Democrats and Republicans have been handling the questions today. How has that impacted this inquiry?
0: Well, the Democratic lawyer was actually very good at what he was doing. He was kind of sticking to the focus. He was laser-focused and he was basically talking about the substance of the uh, of the phone call that the president had. It was a little bit of a weaker argument on the Republican side. There. Uh, their uh, uh, council that was kind of taking care of the questions here was speaking in conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. and was kind of asking questions that didn't really have any kind of answer. And it was leaving Ambassador Taylor to kind of shake his head without any kind of uh, ability to say anything. And it really hurt the Republicans' ability to kind of pick it up afterwards from where the council had left off. There were even a number of, uh, you know, higher-up Republican people on Twitter saying this really isn't going anywhere right now. The Republicans may have lost their hand by using this person for their council.
1: Interesting. So, uh, you know, for the Democrats, what are they hoping for for all of this? What are the Republicans hoping for? And, and, and did, did, you know, were there any you know, major moments like, uh, you know, hitting the ball out of the park today?
0: We didn't have any of those big fireworks moments. We know that Jim Jordan, Representative Jim Jordan on the Republican side, was placed onto this committee in order to kind of steer the conversation. He's a Trump loyalist. He was uh, deferred to a number of times to be able to take over the clock. Uh, Republicans are basically trying to press the uh, push the, the president's narrative forward that this is a hoax a hoax, this is hearsay, this is uh, an unnecessary step towards removing the president. Democrats are using this, especially these public hearings right now, as an opportunity to sway public opinion, and especially for those who might be a little hesitant based on what happened over the last few years with Russia, uh, taking this information, knowing that it's going to be, you know, in public for the next couple of weeks, and as it moves into the election season, hope that it's able to kind of keep that Democratic movement rolling forward, so uh, so by the time we head into the election next year, there's no kind of rifts or or, uh, or fearful feelings.
1: Uh, Reggie, I know you've had a busy day today and I just have one more question for you. You know, We keep, keep hearing about uh, whistle, whistleblower and I know the Republicans pushing, asking for a few things. I, I think uh, they, they ended up, uh, Nunes ended up uh, wrapping up uh, before break just a short time ago saying that they wanted three things including more information on, on the whistleblower. What is going on on that front?
0: So the whistleblower, there was a vote put forward to that to see if they could get that person to come under subpoena. It was uh, defeated by the Democrats. The funny part about this is the, the Republican and spent the entire day blasting these two witnesses as having nothing but hearsay, yet they want to have the whistleblower come and speak. And the whistleblower was giving out first, uh, second and third hand information. So they really can't get their story straight on whether or not the hearsay is acceptable or unacceptable. At the end of the day, the whistleblower stays protected. The anonymity remains in place. They will not be coming to Capitol Capitol Hill at least anytime soon.
1: Reggie Cicchini, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thank you. I appreciate it, Reggie Cicchini, the Global News Washington Bureau producer. Um, watching this public phase of the impeachment inquiry into U.S. President Trump today. Um, of course, you know the uh, the House Intelligence Committee. Before uh, up until this, it's been all behind closed doors. You heard him say, William Taylor, the top U.S. Dip- diplomat in uh, Ukraine, says he thought it was crazy and illogical for the Trump administration to make military aid contingent on uh, on Ukraine. Announcing investigations into political rival Joe Biden, Taylor, and another U.S. career diplomat uh, by the name of George Kent uh, were the ones testifying today. Taylor told uh, investigators that a cell phone conversation his aide overheard between another diplomat and President Donald Trump in July shows that the president cares more about investigations into Biden than he does about Ukraine. Uh, President Trump today saying so far that he's just been too busy to watch today's hearing, but he has been lashing out uh, at the inquiry on Twitter. Now, George Kent, as mentioned, was on the stand today, was talking about Ukrainian Prime Minister Zelensky and how much he had to gain from a quid pro quo with President Trump during or including that visit, a possible visit to the White House. Um, He said it could be instrumental for Zelensky, who was seeking re-election. Take a listen.
2: What else was contingent on Ukraine initiating these investigations? Well, as we've talked earlier today, uh, the possibility of a White House meeting was being held contingent to an announcement. How important to President Zelensky was a White House meeting? New leaders, particularly countries that uh, are trying to uh, have good footing in the international arena, uh, see a meeting with the U.S. President in the Oval Office at the White House as, a, as the ultimate sign of endorsement and support from the United States. And President Zelensky was a relatively new president, is that right? That's correct. He was elected on April 21st, and his government uh, was formed after parliamentary elections in July. Would a White House meeting for President Zelensky boost his legitimacy as a new president in Ukraine? It would primarily boost his leverage to negotiate with Vladimir Putin about the Russian occupation of 7 percent of Ukrainian territory. Mr. is is pressuring Ukraine to conduct what I believe you've called political investigations A part of U.S. foreign policy to promote the rule of law in Ukraine and around the world? It is not. Is it in the national interest of the United States? In my opinion, it is not. Why not? Because our policies, uh, particularly in promoting the rule of law, are designed to help countries and in Eastern uh, Europe and Central Europe, uh, that is overcoming the legacy of communism. In the communist system, in particular, the prosecutor general office was used to uh, suppress and persecute citizens, not promote the rule of law. So in helping these countries reach their own aspirations to join the western community of nations and live lives of dignity, helping them have the rule of law with strong institutions is the purpose of our policy.
1: As some of the testimony today at uh, the public phase of the impeachment inquiry into U.S. President Trump. We'll hear more after a break. Just a reminder, again, if you want to get in touch with the show, the texting number has changed. 780 The only number that you need to know now. seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three to call or text. Make sure you're doing it there. So, U.S. President Trump saying he's been too busy to watch the uh, first public impeachment hearing against him, but he has been uh, spending some time uh, responding to it on Twitter today. He told uh, reporters that as he was meeting with his uh, Turkish counterpart in the the Oval Office, that he's sure he'll get a report from staff on the hearing. Uh, Again, he's dismissing it as a witch hunt and a hoax. Um, As mentioned, William Taylor, the top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine, has testified that a cell phone conversation his aide over. Heard between another diplomat and President Donald Trump in July shows that the president cares more about investigations into political foe Democrat Joe Biden than he does about Ukraine. George Kent, also a career diplomat, the uh, second witness to testify today as uh, as uh, the uh, the inquiry continued. Um, it was it was interesting to hear some of this today, as we told you, uh, Ambassador Taylor um, talking about um, what he heard, telling Congress. Uh, that Ukrainian President Zelensky was pressured by U.S. President Donald Trump to discuss a potential criminal investigation into Joe Biden's son in a CNN interview.
3: I thought that the pressure on another president, on President Zelensky, was not a good idea from either president's standpoint. So i suggest, I suggested in that phone call to, uh, with, with Ambassador Sondland, that he, since he regularly or frequently had conversation with the president, could make that point.
4: Well, and I think the way you express yourself is you wanted Sondland to push back on President Trump's demand, right? Yes, sir. So as your understanding from talking to Sondland, this is what the president want him, wanted him to do, and you wanted Sondland to push back. I ask ambassador
3: Sondland to push back that's correct
4: and in fact even after the aid was ultimately released even after the white house learns of the whistleblower complaint and the congressional investigation the aid is released even after those events you are still worried that Zelensky was going to feel it necessary
3: to go on CNN and announce these investigations, were you not? Uh, Mr. Chairman, I was still worried that he might do that. Um, uh, So yes, I, I thought that would be a bad idea. And so when there was some indication that there might still be a plan for the CNN interview in New York, which was upcoming. At the, at, at the United Nations General Assembly meeting, I was worried. I wanted to be sure that that didn't happen, so I addressed it with the with the Zelensky staff. Now,
4: and I think you said earlier that Dan Liuk, the national security adviser then for Zelensky, was concerned. Zelensky didn't want to be used as some tool in American politics. Is that right? That's correct, sir. Um, so Zelensky didn't want to go on TV to announce political investigations that he thought
3: would mire him in U.S. politics, right? he knew that he and his advisors knew that it's a bad idea to in interject to interfere in other other nations elections yes but, sir but nonetheless it appeared until the aid was lifted the hold was lifted that he felt compelled to do it he was making plans uh, his staff was making plans to have him make some kind of announcement, I don't know what it would have been, um, on CNN in in public. Even though he didn't want to be marred in U.S. politics? Even though he knew it was a bad idea to interfere in other people's
1: elections. A lot of you texting in this afternoon saying Trump is still going to win a second term, that USA is doing way better under Trump over Obama. A number of you saying um, that uh, the Democrats were um, a mess today. Um, And uh, a lot of you saying that Trump is absolutely spot on that it's nothing more than a witch hunt. Uh, This text says there's more important things for him to do, like run a country, than waste his time on uh, this bogus crap. He um, spoke to the media earlier about it. Here's President Trump.
0: No, I didn't. I did did not watch it. I'm I'm too busy
3: to watch it. It's a witch hunt. It's a hoax. I'm too busy to watch it. So... uh, uh, I'm sure I'll get a report. There's briefed? nothing. There's. I have not been briefed. No. There's nothing there. I see they're using lawyers uh, that are television lawyers. They took some guys off television. You know, I'm not surprised to see it because Schiff can't do his own questions. Thank you very much, everybody.
1: Uh, before they broke today for uh, uh, around lunchtime, they they took a break. Um, U.S. House Intelligence. Uh, Uh, Well, the leading Republican on the U.S. House Intelligence intelligence Committee, Republican um, Devin Nunes, uh, this was his closing statement. I touched on it with Reggie that talking about wanting to kind of put things on hold so they get some answers, including more details about the whistleblower.
5: Thank you, Chair. I'll just be brief. Uh, I want to reiterate what I said earlier, and that is that we really should stop holding these hearings uh, until we get the answer to three important topics. Uh, The first being the full extent of the Democrats' prior coordination with the whistleblower and who did the whistleblower coordinate with. Second, the full extent of Ukraine's election meddling against the Trump campaign. And third, why did Burisma hire Hunter Biden and what did he do for them? and his position affect any government actions, U.S. government actions under the Obama administration. Uh, You are not allowing those witnesses to uh, appear before the committee, uh, which I think uh, is a problem. Uh, So we'll expect, hopefully, you will allow us to bring in the whistleblower, the folks that he spoke to, and also uh, numerous democratic operatives who worked with Ukraine to meddle in the election
1: that was a Republican Devin Nunes um, saying you know these are the things that they would like to see so uh, thanks for your text again the text line today has been changed 780-496-0063 is the only number that you need to know now you can still call us on that number but that's the number to text us as well 780-496-0063 we just thought we'd you know streamline it make it easier than ever to have your voice heard so that is the number to call or to text so uh, and if you are texting in uh, that first time at that new number uh, throw your name in there then I can add in there so I can uh, make sure I know who I am uh, who I'm talking to which would be awesome um, on the show today still to come we're going to talk about super bugs did you hear about this uh, this report on uh, antibiotic resistant drugs and the damage um, that it's expected to to incur over the next uh, number of years why it's so prevalent have you thought about this do you know anybody who has had to deal with this in uh, in my family really good friends of my my, my parents He contracted a superbug in in hospital, and oftentimes it seems like that's where it happens, and pretty much had to have the bone removed from his leg and then like a steel plate put in there. It was absolutely awful. Um, For a while, they didn't think he was going to make it, but we'll talk superbugs on the show today. We'll talk about cell phones in the classroom. You might have heard that Ontario finally went to no cell phones in the classroom. There is uh, a school district here uh, in the region that has done the same thing, but we'll talk to a researcher at the U of A who is who is looking at some grade five classes in Edmonton right now and trying to figure out uh, the damage and is there any possible benefits but mainly damage about having cell phones in a classroom and as well uh, a way to stay in tune with your neighborhood if you're so inclined not sure that all of us are but uh, we'll check that out as well it's World Kindness Day have you done anything For World Kindness Day, Uh, we're urging you to do something for World Kindness Day and then post it on social media. Not sh- so. Usually those acts of kindness are kept to yourself, but we're asking you to post it to social media using the hashtag the global good or send your submission to the social desk at Global News. So socialdeskglobalnews.ca, tell us what you've done. And then it's going to be highlighted on Global, but let us know. Did someone do something kind for you today? Maybe you did something. Let me know at 780-496-0063. We'll talk about it. We'll share some of them throughout the day.